Hello out there in the realms of the living. Welcome to Thrones of Game, the only Game of Thrones podcast that dares to watch the show backwards. If you've never listened to the show before, well, let me just quickly explain. My name is BT Calloway. I've already seen the entire show. And joining me is Elliot J. O'Neill, who is only watching the show for the first time ever, but in reverse order. Elliot, how are you doing? I'm sleepy. I had a feeling. <laughs> we just watched uh, Season 6, Episode 4, titled The Book of the Stranger. Uh, Elliot, what just happened? Oh, much like The Stranger, um, <laughs> I'm feeling dead and numb right now. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, like before we were talking about how we'd seen the planning and we'd seen the pre-planning. Now we see the pre-pre-pre-planning mm. to all the planning. Yeah, and you know, there's some cool stuff in this, but it's, you know, stitched up. We move around a lot. We go from almost every main character at this point, and they all get a little bit of something. As opposed to episodes that focus on maybe two or three, we get like all 48. Yeah, a few podcasts ago, I decided to start keeping a running tally through each episode, like how many uh, different character plot threads we're oh, yeah? following. Yeah, how we do. I, I got up to nine in this one, Ooh. and there's only like a little bit of crossover between a few, but yeah, this is ep- an episode with the record for the most character plot f- threads that I've observed, but it's also the record for the least amount of notes that I've fucking ever taken. Oh, really? Wow. That's still, I mean, mine's still, hell, let me go back here. The Broken Man, season six, episode seven. I got only over, only just got over a page on that one. This one, I've got a page and a half. Mm. Yeah, but oh man, this was just such boring fidget spinnery. Like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, you don't have any of the spen- suspense. Two problems that we're gonna bring up is one, yeah, this is build up, but for you is build down. Yeah, and uh, another part which is um, I'll get to in a second. But uh, first off, let's just start with our question. That first one was what happened. Second is what was your most valuable part, or you know, controversially, the least valuable part? What part felt like it let you down, if there is one? All of it. <laughs> oh, come on. All of it. Um, you got to see... Sorry, just for those of you at home, this is the episode where we... Um, Dan Brady takes over the entire Dothraki army, army by fireproof? burning them all down. Yes, she is. And she just walks out of there stark naked T-1000 style. This <laughs> never came up in any of the other episodes I'd watched. And given that there was... I've seen some epic battle sequences out of this show. You have? Her being fireproof would have been relevant to some of that shit. It's true, but you watch the garbage seasons. Um, man, I just, I mean, in amongst all her 14,000 names is the term the unburned. So that's in there. Right. But, um, yeah. Well, I should have noticed that, yeah, in the garbage seasons, yeah, the garbage fire seasons rather than mm-hmm. <laughs> she remained unburned. Yeah, but I mean, it is. She's not stab proof, though. Nope. I mean, in, in the in, I mean to be entirely fair, it is better to be stab proof than fireproof. Generally mm-hmm. speaking, depending on your profession, I suppose. Yeah. So yeah, she's got immunity to fire, but she's not immune to snow. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one is. Cut those dreamy eyes. <laughs> she definitely got stabbed by that. Oh. oh! Uh, man, I'm going to say I think my MVP is this one. It's going to be a, a, a little one, little one. It's um when uh, Tormund ba- t- uh, Tormund Giants Bane first claps eyes on Pr- <laughs> Brienne of Tarth. Yeah. <laughs> and is just like immediately smitten. And it's, he does it all just, just with eyes. So prop- Is this the first time he's seen her? I'm pretty sure. So props to that actor for just nailing this. <laughs> Yeah, the the doomy eyes in this episode are, yeah. <laughs> uh, even la- especially later when they're eating dinner, and he's kind of like seductively hoeing into a chicken, like, but like in the way you would if you were called a wildling, just like, um. Yeah, and I can't be certain, but I'm pretty sure he was just eating the fat there, so yeah, like, possibly. he couldn't have been less appealing, but um, also more appealing. Maybe that's hot as fuck up north. Who knows? You know, they got a different tradition. 
Yeah. I guess. Brienne wasn't moved by it. No. The other thing I wanted to bring up is something that uh, I, fe- I feel is a little bit of a shame that you miss out on this is the reunions. Because this is the first time when yeah. John and Sansa are reunited. And it's a really great bit. And like watching this, you know, the for, uh, from the beginning, it's they, they are, all the kids get separated for such a long time. But seeing them back together is always very heartwarming. So, And again, they do a great job in this. Yeah, to spoil the end of the podcast when you ask me how did we get here, um, uh, one of my notes for that is, I-, I suppose John and Sansa don't see each other for a while. <laughs> I mean, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> long while. And there's like, uh, there's some times where they all, people almost, like Arya and Sansa almost meet up at one point and they don't. It's just, Oh my uh, God, out of the 40 fucking characters in this episode, Arya wasn't one of them. There we go. Yeah, true. We didn't cross over to Bravos. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I thought with this episode's uh, focus on hilts, that uh, yeah, we would have seen yeah one of her stabby stab weapons. Yeah, true. A lot of weapons. Focus. That whole thing starts with just focusing on uh, the wolf hilt of John's sword. Yeah, and, and then later on we get the booby hilt of um, that guy, <laughs> uh, Davio Naharis, I think his name. Sure, there's, there's a term that in Dothraki that means like. Uh, all men must serve or all men must die or one of those and I think that's Davio Naharis or maybe it's his name is I can't remember anyway this is one of the actors that actually replaced at one point oh, to right. a drastically different actor oh. and everyone was like what happened? <laughs> <laughs> so I've probably met him? Oh no no you haven't changed actors yet you've met oh, him okay. before uh, he's uh, he gets left behind when uh, Dan Brady goes over the ocean to invade Westeros. Uh, he gets left bit. in charge. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's the um, he's the guy that really thought they had a future together. Yeah, he was like picturing white picket fences, maybe a dog, uh, P- PTA <laughs> meetings, or whatever the dog. I don't know. Yeah, Dothraki yeah. versions of all these things. Skull picket fences. I don't know what they do. <laughs> and and the floofy dragon. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but he did provide us with our pseudo, and I'm going to count it, our only piece of real cock talk, zip, which is he he's talking to uh, Sir Jorah Mamon, and he's just like, oh, you're a bit of an old man, couldn't possibly, you couldn't ride the dragon, by which I mean Dan Brady, uh. like sex, yeah. And then he's all like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> they have a good vi- rivalry going on. It's neat. Yeah, when uh, Callus Bod, while he's just only Callus Arm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Back when he's just Callus Arm and no one knows. And they're all like, oh, that's sad. And that's it for <laughs> Cock Talk. Zip. Zip. Yep. Zip. Just nothing. I mean, this is a. Let's let's skip to a more interesting question. Nudity! Yay! There... We get some of that. <laughs> yeah, fireproof nudity. <laughs> I mean, if you've got to have some kind of nudity, fireproof. Yeah. Again, stabproof nudity would be better, but fireproof nudity is pretty good. Because, yeah, I was piecing it together as, like, uh, uh, you know, she's doing the uh, hold of strength, you know, holding yep. the thing. And it's like, oh, okay, she's a badass. She's holding the fire the, pit The brazier thing. thing. And it's, yeah. Mm. And then, like, okay, Dan, this is a pretty bad plan. You're going to catch on fire. And, like, I didn't assume she was fireproof because no. I saw her clothes were catching fire. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, it's an odd hair color to be permanently fireproof. It is. Uh, I think in the books, it actually burns her hair off as well, just her skin is untouched. But uh, oh, right. that would not be fun in a TV show. Plus, all those braids. She walks out of there, her braid is still perfect. <laughs> so, uh, you know, power braiding. And I, I also dubbed this power nudity, because mm. she's just standing there all, you know, defiant, and everyone bows to her, and you know, she's all like, yep, did that with my tits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised they didn't, you know, uh, do some power bush as well, you know. just <laughs> Maybe sh- that burned off, I don't know. <laughs> we didn't see <laughs> Yeah, because 
it's just in that moment I don't know why they didn't. I mean, it's obvious she would have worn a Merkin anyway. It's just <laughs> that time and age. Like, I'm surprised a lot of the women don't have armpit hair, to be quite honest. Yeah, true. Mm. I mean, one day we'll get an HBO series that's honest about body hair. <laughs> or a post-apocalyptic series, I take that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the razor apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was... It didn't feel cheap or exploitative or, like, no. you know, gazy or anything. It was totally, yeah, like a fucking power move. Yeah, there's a line I really want to track in terms specifically of Dan Brady's nudity where it's used as to show a character is, you know, powerless and out not having no control and then transversely when she does it to have control. Mm. I think there's an interesting um, kind of comparison to make there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, let's have a quick look through. What there, else? There was a little bit of other nudity when they first got into the, um, this is the Dothraki land, I'm guessing. Uh, so this is like a special city where all the widows of the Carls, who are like the king, the leaders, the kings, right. the Khaleesi's, uh, when their Carl dies, they become, uh, was it Dash Khaleesi? Uh, Dosh Khaleesi. Uh, and they're basically widows and they're meant to go to this city and just hang out there forever and give out wisdom, apparently. Uh-huh. But you can't keep a Dan Brady tied down, so she don't want that. But during the streets while um, uh, uh, Thing 1 and Thing 2 were infiltrating... Yeah, on their stealth mission. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, the assassins creating a way through... Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a little bit of fucking going on in the streets, and you saw a little bit of, you know, exposed male butt as he, you know, hoisted the woman up against the wall in a move mm-hmm. that's just, fuck you, that doesn't happen. That's, that's impossible. That's difficult and not fun. <laughs> like, I mean, at that stage, you're not enjoying sex. You're just showing you're just off show- your core strength. You're showing off the wrong thing here. <laughs> Learn not to show off, James. Mm. Uh, yeah, so that's just that's a great little, how do we show this place is reckless and wild? Uh, street fucking boom. Yeah. <laughs> You're hired, Gary. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a good shorthand. It works, let's be honest. Yeah. And then, you know, they, they get cornered and he's all like, oh, we're just merchants. And they're like, <laughs> no, you're not. It totally reminded me of fucking The Simpsons. <laughs> but I am just a simple merchant from uh, this town. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I don't know anything. Ah, oh, crap, killed him. Yeah. So, which leads us to, because I'm out of nudity questions. Violence? Hey, there was some violence, a little bit. Not mm. much. Yeah, just <laughs> bashing at a dead dude's head. So, what, how did this cover for them? No, okay, the whole thing is, you know, Davio Naharas, or whatever his face is, stabs the guy, and, he, they, and you know, Juramon's like, hey, we can't, you know, now they're going to find a guy who's been stabbed, and they're going to know someone who's here with a weapon. They're going to start looking for, you know, outsiders. Oh, okay. And he's like, well, if I smash his skull in with a rock, like, a bunch, then the people are going to go, oh, death by rock, not death by stab. Mm, okay. So, yeah. Another good proof to be, if you can pick one, is uh, rock proof. <laughs> you know, I'm just, I still think stab proof is probably better, but, yeah. you know, in a pinch, rock proof, pretty good. Especially in this town, where oh, my. apparently rock proof is just, uh, rock death is just everywhere. Yeah, it's just like, it happens, and my guy's like, I mean, sucks, but whatever. Way to die by rock, dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> like, guy gets smashed in by the rock, and his like friend's like, it's his fault. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe you were dressed provocatively. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, were you wearing a shirt that said smash my head in with a rock? Yeah. Because <laughs> that would do it. Should have worn a hat. <laughs> What were your moments of violence? Oh, yeah, I'm knocking over the fire, and I think there's like a foley sound effect of the fire roaring, but like an animal roaring, not like a roaring fire. And my like, mm, fire don't do that, but okay. <laughs> I guess it's meant to invoke her dragons and blah, 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 whatever. Oh, but, okay. 
Maybe yeah. mixing in with the soundtrack a little bit as, yeah, that whole big sweeping moment. Yeah. I got to say, like, at least the episode fucking landed on its feet because mm. if it had continued that exact pace right up until the very end, I would yeah. have been way more pissed off. But uh, at least that was a cool final moment. Yeah, they uh, definitely went with the whole, you know, star strong and strong kind of thing. Mm. With your reunion for your heart and then your T-1000 walk out of a flames nudity for the ending. That's iconic. Yeah. Uh, the other bit of violence we get is Ramsey Bolton being the man I hate to hate, but also love to love to hate to hate. He's God, a, he's so good at being a cunt. Oh, it, it, he's just got a, 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 acting like a cunt right down pat yep. to the eyes, to the hand movements, to the peeling of the apple. Yeah. Like, this he peels was, an apple menacingly. <laughs> but this is what bugs me. He's like clearly peeling the skin off the apple to discard the skin. And then after he stabs a bitch, he fucking... He, takes off a chunk of apple with skin on it and eats it. I don't I don't get this guy's modus operandi for eating apple. I guess, uh, look, you have to think of it all in terms of intimidation. So after she's dead, and I can't remember this woman's name. She's a good good character and a good actor. I can't remember her. Uh, she's the wildling who helps, um, you know, someone escape. Um, she was working for the Starks or something? Yeah, secretly. I did enjoy the tension of this scene as well, oh, yeah. how she was yeah, reaching for the knife as she's yeah, grinding on a, uh, on a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it starts off very much where she's all like, ah, I know what you want, because when you know what you, when a man wants something, he gives it a bath and blah, blah, blah. Mm. It's a good little bit, and she's all like, he's, he's all, have you seen my banners? And she's like, you know, the, the pictures of flayed dudes? And she, he's like, yeah. Like, well, do you eat them afterwards? No. Oh, then I've seen worse. Yeah. It's like, yeah, she's seen some weird shit north of the wall. No, um, absolutely. But no, back to the apple. So, you know, obviously he's peeling the apple as an intimidation panic, like, ooh, uh, tactic, like, ooh, I, I peel people and apples, oh, look out for me. Mm. But obviously he secretly likes the, the skin. So, you know, after she's dead, he's like, well, I'll just eat this piece with skin on it. Uh, See, and sometimes intimidation gets in the way of the things you enjoy. Like yep. if you're trying to menacingly eat ice cream and letting it melt too much, like, but I want to eat it now. <laughs> no, but I have to menace. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I do want to see the version of that uh, scene, which is just him holding an ice cream and letting it dr- uh, cone and just letting it dribble down <laughs> his fingers. And people are like, it's getting so sticky. He doesn't even care. This man is insane. <laughs> yeah, I think that's going to be my acting tip of this show is uh, figure out how to eat with menace and you'll do well mm, mm. yeah yeah beaches acting class 101 yep y- y- um you know you get those painting classes where you get presented a bowl of fruit in <laughs> the middle of it and paint this no you're like pick Bo- a fruit yeah bowl of fruit pick one up and then find a partner <laughs> and eat it as menacingly at them as humanly possible i'm now wondering what is the easiest and hardest food to eat menacingly i reckon hardest would be banana i was about to say it's goofy yeah it's inherently a comical fruit yeah by just very design and nature and color it's all just kind of <laughs> wacky but easiest hmm that's a tough one I guess, yeah, anything you can work with a tool of some kind, that's good. A knife works for your apple peeling. Yeah. Well, I, I reckon anything with a hard skin, because, mm-hmm. you know, like a melon or something, you know, like a rock melon, you know, mm-hmm. if you were to eat the skin off that, that'd be intimidating. Like, if you just, <laughs> I'm enjoying this. Or just like an apple, but whole, core and everything. <laughs> you, yeah, you cut it open and start with the core. <laughs> uh, that, nah, that's how you make a banana intimidating. Just don't even peel it. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I, I don't know how stuck in your teeth and goofy that's going to look, so it may backfire tremendously. But hey, yeah. so what we've learned today is if you get to choose what kind of nude power you get, it's stab proof. Yep. And if you get to choose what kind of fruit you get to eat menacingly, it's probably apple. Yep. Or maybe like, uh, you know, 
what's what's that little one the lychee and like it like it's an eyeball mm. and just like yeah that's menacing you can do that oh yeah yeah if you yeah squeezed it while making a comment about you know squeezing out eyeballs fuck yeah that because mm-hmm. mm. yeah it's even got the squidginess of an yes, eyeball mm. exactly. yeah good call creepy yeah yeah that's a power play by fruit brought to you by <laughs> bt's acting class which i have apparently now <laughs> yeah free acting tips for all you actors out there what else could you possibly want from this show you got time travel you got <laughs> acting tips you got cock talk ah it's brilliant mm-hmm. we, do, we provide a valuable service uh yeah and then even then ramsey's whole uh letter that he sends to john that is just like oh you know i've got your castle come and see and i've got your brother come and see and i'll fucking ruin your entire life and kill your sister and all this stuff <laughs> just come and see yeah but yeah, just the way you read it. And I'll fuck your sister, and I'll make sure my men rape her too, mm. and then <laughs> punch out your face with a knife, and I don't know. Yeah, and then eat a pear in front of you, <laughs> menacingly. <laughs> like, what's your favourite fruit? I'll eat it so it'll turn you off it forever. Keep reading. Uh, it's more of the same. Grabs the piece of paper. I'll squeeze a lychee in front of you. I'll eat the skin of a watermelon. And... I'll, I'll get the wedge of a lemon in my mouth, but point it towards you and then bite it so it goes in your eyes. And you'll be like, ah, and I'll be like, ha ha, ah, ah. Then Dear I'll God. sip some tequila to balance it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a scene that worked for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it was again, this was, and it was a good bit because Sansa's all like, we need to retake Winterfell. And John, it's all like, we can't, we don't have an army. And also, I kind of, you know, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Also, the reunion was undercut for me as well because recently you shared that picture of uh, uh, Lady Samsa. It isn't real. <laughs> they can't hurt you. Lady Samsa is real. Yeah. Sam- oh. Samsa, sorry. Samsa. Oh, Samwise wasn't in this episode either. No, no. I guess. Well, that's two characters they skipped out. We also had Amazing. a bit of Lord Baelish pissing about with this weird kid. Yeah. The, the, the Lord of the Vale. But uh, again, uh, Littlefinger, Littlefinger as well, when he's all like. You know, I, the guy I don't know the name of, but who's always wearing that breastplate is all like, ah, I know what you did, you blah, blah, blah. And he's all like, oh, well, let's see what the Lord of the Vale, who could have you killed, thinks. Lord, are you on my side or his? It's like, Clearly interested more in his uh, Game of Thrones inquiv- equivalent of the Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with the Falcon. Mm. It's a dope looking Falcon. It is. Although it looks like, it looks like the kind of dweeb who just immediately opened the cages. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't. <laughs> I don't think he's coming back. <laughs> What else you got on notes here? It in the start, um, the guy with the uh, pissy, um, uh, really thinning long hair mm-hmm. goes, uh, where are you going to go? And I couldn't help but think, uh, cotton eye snow. <laughs> Get out of the studio. <laughs> <laughs> and Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so after the reunion, there's a whole bit where Sansa's like, I wish we could go back in time and stop, you know, tell myself not to go. And it's like, two episodes, no, not even, next episode, we saw that, you know, Bran can send his mind back through time. Mm. And it's like, hmm, wonder if that'll come. No. No. Yeah. Fuck you, season eight. <laughs> uh, there's a little talk of the prince that was promised, and now the Red Woman thinks that's John. This is a whole prophecy that doesn't really come up too much in the show, but it is in the books. Uh, Brienne talks about how she offed Renly Baratheon and, uh, you know, Sir Davos is all like, what? I'm, I'm awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He's not, yeah. I just really like Sir Davos. He's great. And Lady Milhouse uh, pledged her allegiance to, um, Mm -hmm. Jon Snow. So I'm like, okay, so Jon Snow's the bard in this situation. There's a lot of Simpsons talk in this episode. There is. (laughs) Well, I mean, when you're not amused by anything else, you got to go for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Had the note that, yeah, he bargained for seven years and he ended up defeating slavery in seven episodes. That's pretty good. Yep. Pretty good. 
Mm. I mean, there's all, yeah, because Tyrion has this whole thing with the uh, old masters who are all like, you know, we, we won't abolish slavery, we'll just weed it out over seven years. Is that good to you guys? And everyone, yeah. But I do like how everyone's kind of questioning why he's doing that and doubting him, and he does make a lot of sense. It doesn't work, but, uh, you know, his plan made sense. Yeah. Oh, and then uh, him and um, Miss Andrew and Grey Worm. Sorry, I, I I was on a streak of being able to remember I people know. and these names. And you did well right there. Yeah, we take a month off, and then all of a sudden, fucking leaves. I my know head. the names more now than I watched it forwards. So. Yeah, fair enough. Because <laughs> I actually have to talk about them. Yeah. Usually, uh, it's just you know that guy with the the face and the beard and yeah, the no cock. <laughs> yeah, that guy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they were doing, yeah, like, this West Wing thing where they were fucking, yeah, doing the standing and walking, and yeah, mm-hmm. Greyjoy, like, stops the thing three times to be dramatic. It's just like, Tyrion's like, oh, we have to be diplomatic, and slavery, you know, is not an easy case. But... I've stopped. That's how you know I'm important. <laughs> yeah. And we'll resume walking, and I'll continue making perfectly reasonable arguments. No, stop! <laughs> okay, so yeah, Tyrion's like from West Wing, and Greyjoy's like from a stage play where you don't have that much room to move. Yeah. Okay, neat. But I do like Tyrion's line of, we make peace with our enemies, not with our friends. Because, mm. uh, you know, and at the end, he rings a claw bell, and I have one of them. They're very cool. Oh. Yes. Neato. Claw bells. Get one if you can. Oh, and then we get a bit of uh, what I'm going to call Mean Girls Dothraki High. Yep. Where uh, <laughs> Dan Brady is sitting amongst all the other widows, and they're all just like, oh, they don't like you because they think they're foreigners. We're better than them. Come sit by the cool girls' table. Oh, yeah. You know, and I'm just like, hee, hee, hee. Dothraki High. <laughs> <laughs> Can imagine it with, yeah, like a pop punk soundtrack and everything. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> the meanest girls. The meanest girls around. Dothraki. <laughs> Trying to find a guy who's not a eunuch. <laughs> uh, we then pass to Tyrell in a cell, so not as much uh, wrestling as I would have hoped, but you know. Um, and they casually mention they casually mention the title of the episode, which is like, "Oh, that passage is from the Book of the Stranger." And it's like, why is this named after this one bit? Mm. <laughs> like of all things, you could have named it. Surely you would have named it after like the city where the you know Dan Brady is, because that takes up way more stuff and is way more interesting, mm. or anything else. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't even pick up on that. That's odd. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, mm. uh, once again, the High Sparrow has a good little monologue about, you know, what led him to realize he was, you know, uh, a sinful man wasn't hitting rock bottom. It was actually kind of hitting the peak where yeah. he could have, have a big orgy with all his friends and a bunch of food and wine and then woke up and everyone was kind of laid bare and exposed and uh, bereft of all their finery. And he just kind of changed his... I was, it was, again, I don't know who this actor is, but he kills it. Mm. And yeah, I also spoke to a High Sparrow once. He's told me to smoke more weed. Oh! He's a High Sparrow. <laughs> yeah, no, I got it. I'm reaching here, man. You really are. <laughs> okay, we might have to wrap this up. Uh, Sass Queen rec- returns. Doesn't get too many great no lines. No Sass! Gets a little bit, because, you know, Cecil Lannister is all like, you know, we have to, my father always said, we have to work with our rivals. And then Sass Queen's all like, we have no hair and you have no money and you totally suck. What have we got to work with? Mm. But she does it better than I did. Yeah, well, it's it's so subdued in her sassness, though. Oh. I know. Diluted sass queen is no sass queen at all. And she was compromising. That's not what I like about sass queen. No, we like all the sass all the time. I guess that's hard to do, but fair. Mm. Yeah, totally. I didn't get all the context, but yeah, the scene with Theon and his sister was pretty powerful. Mm. Um, he, he is a good actor. Yeah, right? yeah. I'm kind of surprised I'm not seeing him in more stuff. Actually, that's true of a lot of these people. Yeah. Like, he was the first villain in uh, John Wick, but that was about it. Yeah. So, he killed a dog? Yes. 
Oh, <laughs> I don't know if it was him. I don't like him anymore. It was. It may have been one of his goons. I can't remember. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. He's in the first John Wick movie. He dies a lot. If that helps. Mm. And uh, my last note really here is uh, yeah, Theon returns and he's all like, "No, you don't understand. He broke me." And Yara's like, "Sorry, he broke me into a thousand pieces." And Yara's like, "Yeah, they sent us one of those pieces." Yeah. He's like, "Oh, that's where it went." Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. have you still got it? <laughs> I was looking around. I mean, what am I going to do? But you know, it's. it's mm. <laughs> do, do, does it still work? <laughs> yeah, but then Yara's whole thing is pretty good because she's all like, "Oh, you just want to be a king, don't you?" And he's like, "No. Mm. Oh, why'd you come back then?" To make you queen. Oh, well, I like you now. <laughs> well, it was less like no and more like no, I don't want it. Yeah, true. Very true. But, you know, he's he's definitely a broken man. We'll get to why that happens. Yeah, that dude in the prison as well. Was he like asking for a get out? <laughs> no, no. He was just like, you know, tell them whatever they want. I'm done. I'm just going to confess my sins and take my punishment so I can go home. Yeah. At least I think. Maybe he was asking for a. But, mm. um, yeah, again, Natalie Dormer giving some uh, very good response face to all that. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah, she, that's pretty much her role in the show because she has to listen to the High Sparrow and respond to that. And yeah. Yeah. She gives good face. It's, hmm. you know, it's, it's a powerful acting ability. As dumb as the term sounds, I don't know if it's accurate. <laughs> well, yeah, that's probably it. When she was auditioning, she probably didn't just get sides. She got someone else's sides and just like, okay, react to me talking now. <laughs> so how do I feel about this? Uh, really, really sad, but also a little aroused. That's confusing, but okay. <laughs> Yep, and that puts me out of notes. Uh, oh, besides, I got the spoiler that apparently Carl Drogo dies, who I know is um, Aquaman. I mean, he's not been around for, like, the entire show, so you could assume that. Yeah. You know, but yes, Carl Drogo dies. That's why uh, Daenerys is on her own. And, uh, yeah. Yep. That. And that puts me out of notes. All right, well, that leads us to our final question. How do we get here? Because we did find out that, unfortunately, Daenerys was not picking flowers. Well, I mean, she still could be. Yeah. <laughs> she got kidnapped on the way to picking flowers, I guess. Yeah, entirely possible. Yeah. So, okay. They so do I'm... mention they have two markets in this, uh, you know, city of uh, uh, widows. Mm. So uh, maybe she was like, bet they have good flowers because widows love flowers, I guess. Makes yeah. sense. Fits. you got to attend a funeral, at least. you got to have some flowers around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't be a weeping widow without flowers. I know. It's just iconic. Or maybe she was like, yeah, looking at setting up her own stall, you know, found a market that could really use, uh, will, you know, they'll sell. Yeah, damn Brady's bouquets. Damn <laughs> bouquet <laughs> Not great, but, you know. Braided bouquets by Dan Brady. That would be, a braided bouquet would be beautiful. Well, yeah. I think I always found the new tongue twister. Beautiful braided bouquets. By Dan Brady. By Dan Brady. <laughs> and, yeah, of course, uh, so we're going to see a bunch of episodes without John and Sansa being together. Yep. Which... You know, whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we're going to see some more pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-planning uh. where they're going to discuss what they're going to say to the people that we saw speak to in this episode. So, yeah, Tyrion's going to be talking, talking a lot of policy. Yeah. I mean, and we might have something else going on. Maybe a thing with John. Might yeah. be a little interesting. Oh, yeah, because he said, you know, oh, I'm done fighting. I'm Kit Harrington. <laughs> <laughs> This is my inconsistent accent and all that, yeah. Yes, but again, those eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He is dreamy, I'll give him that. Yeah, damn you, kid. <laughs> all right, well, hey, that wraps me up, that wraps you up. All right, until next time, that has been Elliot J. O'Neill. Goodbye. And I have been BT Calloway, and for now, our watch has ended. Theme song, theme song, theme song, theme song, theme song.